serious. Yeah, why so serious? We're just talking about murder. And today's lucky contestant is Andrew Cunanan. Now, Andrew Philip Cunanan was an American spree killer who murdered five people from April 27th to July 15th, 1997. The youngest of four children, Andrew Philip Cunanan, was born August 31st, 1969, in National City, California, to Modesto Pete Dungao Cunanan a Filipino-American, and Mary Ann Shilashi, an Italian-American. His parents were subservient and submissive to his needs, so he could have the high-class lifestyle they wanted for him. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're stuck! We suck! However, his parents' marriage deteriorated after his mother, Marianne, suffered chronic depression due to the verbal abuse from his father, Modesto. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. Kunana did not experience the early childhood traumas that experts often tag as typical of violent criminals. However, his traumatic upbringing, rejection by loved ones, hatred towards the gay community, an obsession of becoming rich and famous contributed to his demise. What the fuck did I do wrong? Cunanan was remembered as being bright and very talkative and testing with an IQ of 147 during his educational years. Cunanan was able to read the entire encyclopedia before the age of 11, and by the time he was 21 years old, he spoke seven languages. There is something you could have which would help you a lot. Do you know what that is? No, but I'm afraid you're going to tell me. Uh, yes, it's the new Encyclopedia Britannica. In his youth, Cunanan lived with his family in National City and attended Bonita Vista Middle School. In 1981, his father enrolled him in the Bishop's School, which was considered one of the top college preparatory schools in the country. Well, I frickin' duh! It was here that Cunanan met his lifelong best friend, Elizabeth Liz Cody. As a teenager, Cunanan developed a reputation as a prolific liar, given to telling tall tales about his family and personal life. Cunanan was adept at changing his appearance according to what he felt was most attractive at any given moment. He was voted least likely to be forgotten and identified as gay in high school when he began having liaisons with wealthy older men. After graduating from high school in 1987, Cunanan enrolled at the University of California, San Diego, where he majored in American history. Four score and seven minutes ago. In 1988, when Cunanan was 19, his father deserted his family and moved to the Philippines to evade arrest for embezzlement. He took almost all the money the family had and sold the house out from under them. Cunanan had begun frequenting local gay clubs and restaurants, which resulted in his mother, who was deeply religious, learning about his sexual orientation. Somebody gonna get hurt real bad. During an argument, Cunanan threw his mother against a wall. Later examination of his behavior indicates that he may have suffered from antisocial personality disorder, characterized by a lack of remorse and empathy. No shit. 
1989, Cunanan dropped out of UC San Diego and settled in the Castro District of San Francisco, a center of gay culture, moving in with Cody and her boyfriend, Phil Merrill. In San Francisco, Cunanan continued his practice of befriending wealthy older men and also reportedly began prostituting and creating violent pornography. Grab your dick and double-click for porn, porn, porn. Apparently, living off the largesse of one wealthy patron or another. Cunanan also socialized in the Hillcrest and La Jolle neighborhoods of San Diego, as well as in Scottsdale, Arizona. During this time, Cunanan used several aliases, including Andrew De Silva, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings, Drew Cunningham, and Kurt Matthew Damaris. In December 1995, Cunanan met David Madsen, a Minneapolis architect, in a San Francisco bar. They began a long-distance relationship shortly after. Love, exciting and new. Sadly, Madsen ended the relationship in the spring of 1996, telling friends he sensed something, quote-unquote, shady about Cunanan. Cunanan told friends that Madsen was the love of his life. In September 1996, Cunanan broke up with Norman Blatchford, a wealthy older man who had been hosting and financially supporting him. Cunanan was known to regularly consume drugs, especially methamphetamine, and by April 1997, friends reported Cunanan was abusing painkillers and was drinking alcohol like there was no tomorrow. Like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. Later that month, he told friends he was leaving San Diego for Minneapolis to take care of some business matters with Trail, who had recently distanced himself from Cunanan. Cunanan planned to meet with Trail and Madsen to discuss rekindling their relationship. I believe it's menage a trois. Before Cunanan's visit, he told his sister that he didn't want Andrew to come. A week before his death, Trail told Williams that he had a huge falling out with Cunanan and said, I've got to get out of here. I've made a lot of enemies and they're going to kill me. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. On April 24th, Cunanan and four friends attended a going-away party at Hillcrest's California Cuisine. Cunanan didn't cover the tab, however, because he had reached the credit limit on both his credit cards. It shows that your card is declined. My card's declined? Sir, your card is declined. Cunanan had to ask for a credit extension to even afford his plane ticket to Minneapolis. Upon arriving in Minneapolis, Cunanan stayed with Matson, a mutual friend of his and Trail's. On April 26, Cunanan stayed in Trail's apartment while Trail was out of town with his boyfriend, John Hackett. Trail told Hackett that he needed to have a pretty important conversation with Cunanan, but when Trail and Hackett later returned to the apartment, there was no sign of Cunanan or his belongings. Be gone! Jeffrey Trail was the first victim of Cunanan. His, be- his killings began in Minneapolis on April 27, 1997, with the murder of his friend, 28-year-old Jeffrey Trail. 
After an argument in Trill's apartment, Cunanan stole Trill's gun and took it to David Madsen's loft. Cunanan rang Trill from Madsen's apartment to come and retrieve his gun. Upon his arrival, Cunanan beat Trill to death with a hammer in front of Madsen. The motherfucker whooped my ass all night! Trail's body was discovered on April 29th when a co-worker of Madison's visited his apartment when he failed to arrive at work and became concerned. The body was rolled in a rug and placed behind a sofa. Trail's watch had stopped at 9.55 p.m., leading investigators to believe this to be the time of death. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. In the victim's apartment, police found a bag with Kunanan's name on it, as well as a message Kunanan himself had left on the answering machine. That's how you know you fucked up. Authorities believe Madsen remained in his apartment with Kunanan two days after Trail's murder. As one neighbor witnessed both men in the apartment elevator on April 28th, and another witnessed the pair walking Madsen's dog on April 29th. On May 2nd, Madsen and Cunanan were seen north of Minneapolis driving in Madsen's Jeep and eating lunch together in a bar. Why drive just a truck when you can drive a Jeep? Madsen's body was found the following morning on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota, with gunshot wounds to the head and back from the 40 caliber Taurus PT-100 semi-automatic pistol Cunanan had taken from Trail's home. On May 3rd, Cunanan drove to Chicago, Illinois and killed 72-year-old Lee Miglin, a prominent real estate developer. Cunanan bound Miglin's hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape, then stabbed Miglin more than 20 times with a screwdriver and slit his throat with a hacksaw. After the killing, Cunanan took Miglin's Lexus and drove to New Jersey. New Jersey deserves the title Toll Booth Capital of the United States of America. It is unlikely that Cunanan would have bound and tortured Miglin without some motive. However, Miglin's family believe the killing was random. Miglin's 1994 green Lexus LS sedan was missing from his garage and Matson's red Jeep was parked on the street near Miglin's house. On May 9th in Pennsville Township, New Jersey, at Finns Point National Cemetery, Cunanan shot and killed 45-year-old cemetery caretaker William Reese. When Reese did not return home for dinner, his wife visited the cemetery to check on him and found the caretaker's office door ajar with the radio playing inside. Police found Reese shot in the head by the same tourist pistol Cunanan used to murder Madsen. Authorities believe Cunanan murdered Reese simply for his 1995 red Chevy pickup truck since the Lexus was being tracked by the police through its phone. Cunanan used this truck to drive to Florida. On May 12th, Cunanan began staying at the Normandy Plaza Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida. Hello, welcome to the plaza. While the manhunt unsuccessfully focused on Reese's stolen truck that Cunanan was using, he hid in plain sight for two months. On June 12th, he was listed on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. Cunanan used his own name to pawn a stolen item on July 7th, despite knowing that police routinely reviewed pawn shop records. On July 14th, seemingly out of money, Cunanan checked out of his hotel without paying for the last night there. Meets! I'm gone! 
Around 8.45 a.m. on July 15th, Cunanan murdered 50-year-old Gianni Versace on the front steps of Casa Casarina, his mansion in Miami Beach. He was shot once in the back of the head and once in the left cheek with the same Taurus pistol Cunanan used to murder Madsen and Reese. Mamma mia! Versace was pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital at 9.21 a.m. Police were blamed for not having warned the Miami gay community about Cunanan and their every step was scrutinized following Versace's murder. Cunanan allegedly first met fashion designer Gianni Versace in San Francisco in October of 1990 when Versace was in town to fit the costumes he had designed for the San Francisco opera production of Richard Strauss's opera Caprizio. He was known to idolize Gianni Versace since he was a rich and famous gay man with a luxurious lifestyle. Some believe that Cunanan killed Versace in order to gain fame and notoriety by killing a celebrity. Twenty years after the murder, Cunanan's motive is still unclear. Responding police found Reese's stolen vehicle in a nearby parking garage. It contained Cunanan's clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about the earlier murders. On July 23, 1997, Cunanan's body was found in a luxury houseboat in Miami Beach after a caretaker reported to police of hearing a gunshot. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. He shot himself in the head with the tourist pistol stolen from Trail. It was the same weapon he used to kill Matson, Reese, and Versace. Kanan's motives remain unknown. However, Kanan's killing spree before Versace targeted ex-lovers, including some he may have believed to have given him AIDS. A California man has sued McDonald's, claiming he contracted AIDS from one of its pork sandwiches. The man insists, quote, that sandwich gave me AIDS just as sure as I'm a male prostitute. At the time of the murders, there was an extensive public and press speculation linking the crimes to Kanan's alleged discovery that he was HIV positive, although an autopsy revealed he was HIV negative. Kanan's created remains are interred in the mausoleum at Holy Cross Cemetery in San Diego. The son of a bitch pulled it off! And that's Andrew Kanan.